0: Are we ready? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Let's do it. Hey, I'm Ellie. And I'm Heidi. And we are the Moms Moms in in the the Middle. middle. Two Midwest moms talking about the nuances of pregnancy, birth, and parenting in our modern world. There is so much perceived polarization between the different decisions we make in early parenthood. Home birth versus hospital birth, formula versus breast milk, and sleep training versus co-sleeping. But most of us find ourselves somewhere in the middle. From choosing the right provider for your birth to picking a preschool for your toddler. We are going to talk about how we weigh different opinions and follow our intuition to make the right choices for us. There's no right way to parent, and every family has different goals, values, and support. Let's meet in the middle and chat about it. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what I'm going to ask you either. Mm-hmm. This whole
1: operation is your idea.
0: It's just like a conversation. It's no pressure. We're just going to talk
1: talk about our kids.
0: (laughs) Talk about our kids. Well, welcome to the Moms in the Middle podcast. Thank you. I guess we will address the elephant in the room, first of all, is that it's a man's voice with me right now.
1: First time, right? First (laughs) time featured. First time
0: with a man. A male. It's not my first time talking to a man. It's our first time having a man on the Moms in the Middle podcast. Yeah. So instead of Ellie being here, my husband, Joe, is gracing us with his presence. Um, Ellie is on vacation this week. So we thought we would do just a special episode and give her a little bit of a break. Are you excited?
1: Excited. Let's do it. Nervous? Sure.
0: Our whole like 100 subscribers, you're just... I mean,
1: we'll see. Yeah.
0: Maybe your episode would be comes the up. one to pop off.
1: There you go. <laughs> There's always the chance of just being a viral sensation, right? Because <laughs>
0: they didn't know it. Is. Um, and then the second, well, we got two cats. Um, To hopefully kill some mice and spiders that live in our lovely studio space that is our basement.
1: They're not doing a good job yet.
0: No, we found some big spiders down here that they did not want to kill. But they're pretty sweet and um, hopefully we'll make murderers out of them. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it is late at night, so if we have to pause, we might have to pause for kids waking up and things, um, because they know that we're down here, and they're probably not going to want to stay in their room because of that. Uh, But today, we are going to be talking about partner bonding with baby. Mm -hmm. You ready for that? Ready as can be. Okay, because I think, you know, it's something that you like to talk about a lot with your friends. (laughs) Um is kind of like your experience bonding with our kids.
1: I definitely have like a I guess uh opinion on it now where I didn't have any formed opinion on it before I had kids.
0: Well, we were also like the first people in our friend groups to have a baby.
1: That's true. People listen to me because it's new and exciting we well, haven't done it before. well no
0: like i don't know if you knew what to expect
1: no I when having never. a baby um you know you have your own uh vision of what you think it'll be like and how you think how you should be
0: well we got interrupted by the dogs right when um things were starting to get picked up a conversation so we'll kind of go back to that but um you were talking about how you didn't really know what to expect with having a baby
1: Sure. You kind of have your own formed opinions on how you're going to be as a um, father. I didn't flesh it out very thoroughly.
0: Yeah. So I guess that's because I definitely, so since I was a nanny for so many years before I had kids, I definitely had a vision of myself as a mother whether that was a correct, it wasn't a correct vision, but like I definitely had thought about like what it would be like to have a baby and what I would be like as a mother. What did you think about when I was pregnant with Alda? Um, What your experience, like, what did you think about fatherhood or did you just not really think about it too much?
1: Well, I always had, I guess there, there's two things that I'll uh, touch on. And one, the first one is like, this is going to be a major change. I'm going to have this major responsibility. My life is going to look drastically different. I'm never going to get any sleep. So like all, all the bad things about childhood that people tell you, um, you know, kids are so hard, yada, yada, um, you know, projecting that into, okay, this is, you know, I got, I got to, I got to get ready. And, just, uh, but
0: also, like, how do you really get ready? For me- that? I gotta mentally, like mentally. Me- I mean,
1: yeah, I-, I have to resign that the rest of my weekends and stuff are just going to be changing diapers and taking care of kids and uh, baby carriers and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's that's a major, uh, shift in your mentality that first comes is my time's not my own this is now yes like i we have been married for years and we always had um we would like plan things to do together and stuff but our time was very much our own to do on weekends and Mm -hmm. whatever so that was the first um
0: I think the biggest shift of parenting with that is that it's not, like, if you go do something by yourself, it's just, like, you're not spending time with your spouse when you're married. But with kids, it's, like, if you go do something by yourself, your spouse then has to, like, take on the full responsibility of the child while you're going to do that activity. So it's, like, your spouse has to, like, give up something in order for you to have alone time is, like, a really – hard like shift in a relationship but that's like probably a completely different topic so that's the first thing you thought about what's like the other thing you thought about leading up to like when i was pregnant
1: and so i i had projected on myself that like when you are a father mm-hmm. like you're you're going to get that like people talk about how you know when my child was born it was like the best day of my life I just immediately had that connection and I you know just always had you know this complete uh pa- parental instinct over them and would do anything for them and I I definitely had prepared myself to or like I I knew that I wouldn't be the type of person that would like um just magically change unless there was some you know there's not like a hormonal like flush shift with fatherhood yeah exactly so (laughs) i i was i was worried that i wasn't doing like i wasn't the right kind of father or something as far as like you know yeah i'm excited for the baby to come but like i'm also i'm also nervous i'm also like i'm not going to immediately have this um this love connection with this child that I don't know at all. Um, Yes, it's half of me and half of um, my wife who I love, but there isn't any kind of reciprocal relationship. And that was one thing that I, as my children got older and stuff, that is what I saw. That's what really deepened my, love for my children um yes i i was all of a sudden a father now and had these responsibilities and i you know mentally prepared myself that i was willing to take all those steps and you know sacrifice all these things for my kids but there wasn't like a um you know that true deep love connection that i just really felt um because sometimes Sometimes it's hard. And as a father, you have, um, you know, if, if the, what, if the mom is the caretaker, the primary caretaker, uh, you know, going through a breastfeeding relationship and everything, the child is just naturally going to be drawn more to the mom. And, you know, that can be, that can be hard sometimes just when, when you have this expectation of I should be feeling a deeper like this immense emotional connection to my child and the child child
0: doesn't want you, the
1: child doesn't want you, the (laughs) the child's, you know, pulling away from you, I guess uh, in in a sense, as far as like crying when I, when you hold them and stuff. And um, so it's, it's hard to fight those feelings. I guess it was an insecurity in my perspective that um, I didn't have that Deep emotional relationship. Well, you're getting
0: into like wait. So I asked what you, you felt about pregnancy. No, I appreciate I, I you shift, talking. I I, I appreciate you talking, but I have more follow up questions no, before be we go in into order. that. Um. So one thing too that I want to know, like, because I. I feel like this didn't really affect me, but I think it was like the hormones, but I'm curious if it affected you, is like we got pregnant with our first baby like on a whim and very quickly. Do you think that that affected your like mentality towards the whole experience of like you didn't like – think really and like have a long period of time where you were desiring to be a father but like didn't have that need fulfilled do you think that that maybe like shifted the whole experience or did you feel like excited about the pregnancy like right away and about like welcoming a baby
1: um i definitely had a i'm not ready for this type of thing mentality um just because like after
0: i got pregnant
1: yeah because because it was like all right.
0: It's a spur of the Theor- decision. Theoretically,
1: we are ready to start having kids. And
0: we thought, and that, like, maybe it'll, like, you know, in six months from now, we'll get pregnant and then we'll be feel ready or whatever. Well, yeah. You think,
1: like, the earliest is, like, in a year I'll have a baby. Like, mm-hmm. it, and so I've got a whole year to, like, get, get ready. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it did happen, th- there was that sense of. All right. You know, this is real. This is, this is happening uh, fast and furious kind of thing. But pregnancy, the only um, I'm trying to remember your specific question, but you might have to read Just it. did you
0: think that it affected the fact that you didn't really have a long time where you had a desire mm. to be a father where like it wasn't fulfilled? Do you think that that maybe affected your like perspective on fatherhood where like maybe if you had to like have that I, I, desire for a long time, you would have thought more about what it would be like to be a father and like what you wanted. out I,
1: I could so. see that, um, you know, deepening my like a sense of, you know, longing for that child. Like it's, you know, you're not getting pregnant yet and you're like, you're getting, um, you're just like, you're getting really excited and uh, anticipating. I could could see those motions playing into your perspective on the pregnancy Um, because through the pregnancy there was, I was still trying to come to terms with like, okay, nine months, baby.
0: Playing ketchup you know yeah up a little bit so okay so then we'll move on to babies here our first babies here
1: mm-hmm.
0: how was your i know her birth was kind of like overwhelming a little bit i don't know if it was overwhelming but like the very end of the birth was very overwhelming how did you feel about like the immediate like experience with like seeing your first baby and everything like that because I personally and I know you know it's not just dads or partners who feel this way like some moms also take like a long time to bond with their babies um but I definitely felt like immediate like attachment to our first baby like it was like an immediate like I still remember seeing her for the first time and like just that immediate like Oh my goodness! I can't believe mm-hmm. that's my baby. I love her so much. Whatever, but I know even lots of moms don't feel that way, and I know that wasn't necessarily your experience. So, what was your experience? Like the first time, kind of like seeing her and
1: so holding
0: her and stuff. The
1: first time holding her, um, I mean, that was like the first time I really held a baby, other than for you know one minute. I
0: somebody like handing you a baby yeah, for like, a minute, I, I, all yeah. swaddled up. Yeah. Um,
1: so that that was so. There's a sense of okay, I'm a I'm a rookie in this situation. Everybody else, you know, knows what to do. So I got to make sure that I'm not doing anything wrong. So there, there's mm-hmm. a sense of like, okay, hold the hold the head up. Kind of like
0: you, anxiety. about Yeah, it, like okay,
1: yeah. I, I got to not break this thing. Um, <laughs> so there there were lots of external like other. Um, other areas that my mind was like focused on than just like the you know the purely just the bond of this child it's my child and everything so it was, it was more of like I am now holding this baby wow it's crazy that I helped make this thing um, I mean but,
0: barely but,
1: but <laughs> hey,
0: I did most of the work I,
1: hey, I did I met the requirements all right? so that's all we'll say um so i i would say that, like my focus also was the the whole when i think back on that night it was much the much more um you know the m- memories that really stick out yes holding the baby holding alda for the first time but it was also like getting like the birth experience and getting you helping you with the birth. Um, that was one thing that I know not everybody gets to experience that, um, you know, being, being there for the birth or um, really, you know, the hands on support. support, getting all the, stuff. getting
0: soaked in amniotic fluid. Most people don't get to yeah, experience so, that. <laughs> so I,
1: I would say I came into the, you know, Trying to handle the birth because you were planning on going on medicated. I was going to be your main support partner. Um, you know, I had to learn the hip squeezes. I had to learn all the stuff. You know, I was really a doula before you ever were. It's like-
0: <laughs> but who taught you how to do all of that? <laughs>
1: I, I, so I I really you feel did like a great I, I job. You on, were
0: a great birth support.
1: I, I came in, and this was a hundred percent because of you. You're like, if I'm going to do this, you got to learn X, Y, Z. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Tell me like, tell me what I need to learn and mm-hmm. I'll, you know, we'll practice we'll try to do it. And, uh, so you made sure I was prepared. Um, but I felt prepared. And that was something that I, f- I feel like is pretty rare. Um, I feel like a, a partner will come in and just be like, you know, this is your show. Uh, doctors do your thing. I'm going to sit mm-hmm. back here and uh, I could grab some water if you need it. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm you sure... felt
0: confident in the birth space.
1: Yes. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, everybody has their own experiences and stuff, mm-hmm. but um, I, I felt um, my focus was on assisting you. And so I felt like, feel like, as emotionally, like my emotional bonds, it was more like you and me bonding, mm-hmm. and then the, the baby, all the, you know, Um, It was more of like, okay, now we are responsible now for this child. And it was more like a bonding experience for you and me, much less with me and Alda. Now, that was just because it, you know, for me, it just takes time to like get you know get to know somebody i
0: definitely feel um, like with your first baby and i see this all the time as a doula too the whole experience feels so surreal it's hard to like know what you're gonna feel like or like grapple with all those emotions and bonding like during the experience like it feels so surreal that there's like an actual baby that's like now in your life forever where like i feel like At least with me, with like our second, with Desi, it was like I felt more connected to him like in the womb and everything because I I knew my bond with our first baby. And I was like, I'm going to feel that towards this baby. And like I felt like my birth was more about like I was more excited to meet him Then just like then like Mm -hmm. more focused. I feel like with our first, we were very focused on like the birth experience and what that was going to be like and all that stuff. Versus like we didn't think too much about postpartum.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, when you get ready to leave the hospital, you're like, I don't feel qualified to put the baby in the car seat myself. I don't feel qualified
0: to (laughs)
1: drive on the road. Like you're (laughs) gonna trust me to just go home with nobody a whole person Uh, yeah
0: (laughs) yeah it's mind-boggling um Um, but yeah so that's so hospital but then now let's talk about just your whole bonding experience with her home and when you like the struggles you guys had mm -hmm. and then like when you felt like you guys kind of turned a corner because um for people who listen to other episodes i've mentioned before that she had colic Mm -hmm. so that affected a lot of just our relationship with her the first couple months. Um, But she also never took a bottle ever. So she only breastfed, which I know obviously. So for me, that helped me feel very like bonded with her because it was kind of like, we were going through our struggles, but it was like me and her against the world, like kind of thing of like, we can make it through together where like you were kind of left out of the equation
1: yeah so (laughs) as far as the comforting um that that came later so like me being able to it's kind of like she's communicating with me that she's unhappy and i'm trying you know we as a parent you try feeding changing um you know, putting to sleep, like all, you, you try all these soothe yeah. them and calm them mm-hmm. down, right? So, um in that process of, there was a a missing piece in our in my relationship as a as a parental unit, being able to care for this child, mm-hmm. the feeding aspect or like this, really the soothing aspect was something that I could not do or very rarely was able to do, and so that. Um, I, it, it put me in a position of like, I, I didn't get too upset about it. You know, I know, I knew she was, mm-hmm. um, you know, she, that's just how she preferred it. you know, I really wish you would just take this bottle. Uh, no, it's not gonna work. Okay. We'll just take you to mom. But that made me feel like I was just putting more of a pressure on you to make sure that like your your breastfeeding relationship has to be successful because there's no other alternatives. It's like putting all the pressure on you to, to help the baby stop crying when I, you know, and there were lots of times where I knew you were just at your wits end. Probably 90% of, you know, all, you know,
0: the first six months of her life was I was tapped out. So
1: so having to be like, I can't calm her down right now. I just like, if you're she'll go to sleep, if you do this, um, if you breastfeed her or something. Um, so that was, again, that was, that was harder. Um, like that was the main focus of my relationship with her. And there wasn't a lot of time for that. Um,
0: was like getting me to survive?
1: Was her being upset with me, not being able to. Not um, being me. Soothe her. Yeah. Not being yeah. you. And so it was like, it was, there was a strain on our relationship, but then it was also like putting a strain on our relationship. Mm-hmm. You and I, as far as, um, you know, like I, I can't do this. You're going to be the one that has to do this.
0: Yeah. It felt um, like
1: 90% me. And so, yeah, that puts a lot of pressure on you. Um, puts a lot of weight on the whole situation. So there was um, the best times that I have. I I remember with Alda was when she was sleeping, sleeping on me. I was holding her and keeping her because I could keep her, I could keep her asleep, um, pretty mm-hmm. well. That was like the one thing that I could do well is like, uh, she she didn't like she to loved sleep at all.
0: Like on your chest and sleep, yeah, she
1: loved to yeah. she loved to snuggle and I I loved that and so you know that that was the one thing that I I could do and I I did very much enjoy it, mm-hmm. um, so.
0: Because I was going to school at the time, so you did have to watch her.
1: Yeah, when alone, she was three without months taking a old. Bottle. Yeah. When she was three months old. So that was, you know, you're into the colic stage. She didn't take a bottle. And I would nurse you were her gone before. gone for school, three, three to four hours. Three to four yeah. hours. So. I would
0: nurse her before, and then you would just try to keep her asleep as long as possible. Yes. And then you would put her in the baby carrier, right? And walk around outside.
1: Yes, she likes the baby carrier. Um, She liked bouncing. So she would not let you, if you were in the baby carrier or really holding her or anything, she wouldn't let you just sit down.
0: Um, Mm -hmm.
1: You had to be standing. There were some thing in her that the two foot elevation difference between sitting and standing was <laughs> just like the She's most no uncomfortable, uncomfortable thing. <laughs> right. Um, you had like, you didn't really have to be moving around if you were standing. It was just so much better than sitting. That's so.
0: I still have pictures like that pop up in my newsfeed from her literally being like one and a half. So like Desi's age now, which he will not go in the baby carrier for more than like 10 minutes of you, her like all snuggled up on your back in the tool, of baby mm. carrier while you're standing and playing video games. Mm. And she's sleeping in the baby carrier on your back. Like, and she was literally our son's age now. I'd like to think of her still at that age, just like curling up on your back and sleeping. It's so funny.
1: Yeah. She still would do that if you let her,
0: honestly, she's almost five. I think she would still curl up on your back and go to sleep.
1: Yeah. I definitely (laughs) had to find ways to keep myself entertained, standing up for three hours at a time. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I I would use the baby carrier so I could have my hands. Uh, She, she did like that. So that's fine. Um, And, yeah, I would would play video games. I would watch shows. I would um, do whatever. But I I was standing. I would put my tennis shoes on and stand in the middle of the living room and just uh, – go outside, I think, sometimes. When she would wake up and she wouldn't calm down, taking her outside for walks was, like, one thing that would help sometimes. Yeah. Um, And we tried – 25 different bottles during that <laughs> semester. Straw uh, cups, sippy syringe cups, feed, syringe like,
0: feeding, everything.
1: I tried everything. We were like, Eventually, you w- start drinking from straw. Was, there was always this, okay, I saw this new cup, on this new bottle on Instagram or yeah, whatever. Yeah, TikTok wasn't a thing T- back then. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like, they, they swear this works. Like it, it, Maybe it's... Because I have a fast now we need a fast li- uh, a fast release bottle or something. And mm. yeah, there was there always, was a, a, always a new theory, right? We would try, it. <laughs> we would try everything. Um,
0: yeah, she would not take a bottle, and then she bottle. started drinking from a straw around like six months old. Yep, and that is what eventually it wouldn't calm her down, but you could at least get enough milk in her. Mm -hmm. that you could then put her in the baby carrier and she would calm down or something. So, but still it didn't work for like long periods of time. Yeah.
1: I could, I could never get her fed and in bed. No, Um, but but
0: you had to be a hundred percent like standing or mm -hmm. working
1: the whole time. But the, the one bright side to having that whole, situation or like her having colic and everything i mean it's kind of sad but like she would sleep through the nights because she was up all day crying and was exhausted yeah she would sleep for 12 hours but
0: then the second the colic stopped At six months, the sleeping stopped.
1: Yeah, we 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 had (laughs) which
0: we had a whole episode on sleep. If you want to hear our whole entire sleep journey with her and my second baby and what we tried, you can listen to. I think it's episode three. You guys can listen to that. But yes, there was so many things. But I'm curious as to then. So like hard time in the first six months bonding with her. There were some bright spots and stuff. Mm-hmm. When did you feel like, because now you guys are very, very close.
1: Okay. Yeah. You
0: put her to bed uh, every single night. You guys are like best friends and play together all the time, whatever. So your kindred spirit. So mm-hmm. when did you feel like that started to like shift for you to like the point where like, now you guys have a very, very like close relationship.
1: So, yeah, I I was really reduced to, the like, the bonding time was when she was sleeping and when I was just able to cuddle with her. When she was a
0: baby, yeah. And so,
1: and, you know, that last, that's, those are the moments that I had. I mean, it was definitely when her personality started coming out as she developed um, the ability to, you know, just, like... Be excited when you walk in the room and say dada and stuff like that and, like, like, play. As, as she as she developed those um yeah the the it, it was really for me and, and this is probably specific to me is just like as she was able to like reciprocate any kind of like instead of just crying when i'm interacting with you she's like happy and excited mm-hmm. and laughing and stuff and so like that really um started this shift and being able to play and do that stuff um you know i i'm i very much love play as far as like Um, make believe and like Mm -hmm. collaborative play and stuff. Which we are complete
0: opposites on that. Like, I just want to do like activities with the kids, and uh, you want to like stay at home and build forts and pray, play uh, princess and dragon or whatever. (laughs) Um,
1: So, like, as as her imagination grew and she was able to um develop that kind of stuff, um, we she loved that so much. She Mm -hmm. loved her baby she, loves she loved any dolls anything like that so like i would play that with her and stuff like that and she um she really really enjoyed that and so as she yeah it was like i want to play with dad i want to i want to do this i want to like daddy come do this with me and stuff like that Um, i mean that those were very um monumental moments i guess for me is like um all the work the, you put
0: into the relationship
1: exactly is it's, like it's less being like
0: reciprocated okay
1: i i have <laughs> i've invested and now this has turned it like it's the wheels gotten started and now it's turning into an actual relationship um which uh and one, one monumental point was when you had to wean and there was like you definitely felt like you were very um emotional about it you were sad that you had to you like you lost that major relationship with your child um it's just like that whole piece of the puzzle just wasn't there anymore and it shifted into okay now i'm parenting you and i'm having to teach you things and having to make sure that you're up and dressed and out of your jammies um you know, as, as that kind of shifted, like, I I could see her diving more into, like, okay, now I want to play and, like, I'm going to play with dad and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, she she had more space in her life for me, I guess.
0: I just remember, like, coming out of Desi's pregnancy and, like, you and Alda being, like, a lot closer yeah. kind of after that. Because I think even since it was such a difficult pregnancy for me, you took over right. a lot of parenting.
1: Um, yeah, you, I mean, you were still watching her during
0: the day, during the days and stuff.
1: And, um, you, you you're just like
0: surviving
1: when, when I would get home, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm at my, I'm at my wits end. Mm -hmm. I just need, um, like you, you, I mean, you would go do make dinner or something like yeah yeah you know you, you but would I, would like, I, I just need a yeah. time from the get- so that was like okay i have evenings with mm-hmm. alda and that was
0: and you started putting her to bed too most nights yeah, um and still do that and and now um but yeah and so okay so that's the whole experience with alda our first baby but i'm curious if you've had any differences with like your the initial bonding period or pregnancy bonding or whatever with our second baby, Desmond, because obviously you already had that relationship with Alder for it was pretty much the same. Now, hilariously enough, right before we started recording this podcast episode, our one and a half year old said his first sentence ever, <laughs> which was not daddy mommy <laughs> when you were trying to help put him to sleep <laughs> uh you were trying to
1: i would re- i was just holding him uh, you had to go use the bathroom No, I so was you helping, or, or you're you helping I helping
0: all the brush her teeth
1: yeah you were helping Alda, and so you're just like here hold desmond and he was like uh-uh daddy's and not putting me in bed.
0: Not, daddy, not daddy mommy, mommy. <laughs> and that was his first sentence he ever said so so um so that, that paints the picture of that he is similar a little bit to alda of well he's still nursing mm-hmm. and both of our kids just as as most babies do when they nurse or, or breastfed baby they tend to prefer the person who gave them life and is continuing to give them life. Anyways, I guess let's go from the beginning. Did you feel any different about the pregnancy with him or different about how your view of was going to be of like having a newborn and all that stuff? I mean, we're older. We had gone through the experience.
1: I I definitely was like the emotions that I felt during that time. I didn't question them or feel like, you know, you know, should I be more excited for the pregnancy or anything like should i be uh, less worried about having to financially provide for our children or anything like like you know those things they come you, you figure them out you move on and so you more had of more
0: like, of that mentality yeah the second time. exactly yeah.
1: i was like you know this it'll all the pieces will fall into place as they need to be all the priorities will be set and i think the biggest thing was like we're just getting to a point with Alda where she is easy, right? Mm -hmm. Like she loves to play. She can go play in a room by herself.
0: Very vividly. Remember being pregnant with Desmond and like uncomfortably pregnant and sitting on the couch for like an hour with my hot coffee while she was out over playing in her room by herself for like an hour straight and being like, What the fudge did we just do? Like, we finally just got to a point where this kid, she was just such a, Mm. I don't want to say difficult. She had a hard time being a baby. (laughs) Um, And we had finally gotten out of that point of like, she was simple. Mm. Um, She was just in her easy phase and being like, oh my gosh, we're going to do this all over again
1: Mm -hmm. so that i mean that was the biggest negative emotions that i felt was just like Mm -hmm. am i really ready to start from square one again and go through you know i i i anticipated that it wouldn't be as hard you know that um you know, having all the issues that we did they're not extremely common or anything like that. So it's like, it's very likely we could have an easy baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely didn't expect that. Um,
0: and I wouldn't say he was and, easy. I'd say he was a normal baby.
1: Yeah. Um, wasn't,
0: compared to Alda, he was easy um, because she had colic, I, but she-
1: well, so I would say right about now, he's, he's probably, if you exclude sleep, He's not easier. Um, he's easier in the sense that he does sleep through the night better. Mm-hmm. Um, although I always struggle with Sleeping that. Sleeping and eating he, has been easier He with him. is very, very stubborn. And yeah, like <laughs> if you... Yeah, I mean, he really wants to voice his opinion. And if he wants that toy or if he wants to stay outside or something, like you're not changing his mind without a meltdown um
0: but as a baby he was definitely um an easier baby mm -hmm. like he was easier to soothe you were able to soothe him
1: so as a baby i was always or or like during the pregnancy i was always um anticipating like okay we're gonna get to that relationship um Mm -hmm. you know I'm, i'm i can't wait to see him when he comes out i i definitely anticipated more um what he's gonna look like, how what his personality is gonna be like. Mm-hmm. I Definitely had like the you know the the experience with Alda as like okay, this is what how a kid goes from infant to uh, four year old, and like you know I I'm excited to see all those stages. Um, so I, I definitely had more anticipation with Desmond, but um, I guess I'll, I'll let you ask. Your next question, um,
0: yeah. So then, how did that, I guess, translate into when he was first born and that initial bonding with him?
1: Um, like, was it any
0: different than alder or was it kind of the same?
1: I, I think there was more, I guess, I could like, like when he came out and be like, Oh, this is what he might look like. I mean, I can't really picture it, but you know, I, I tried, like, tried. Mentally. Him where, like, placing him was. as a person okay. inside this little body. Mm-hmm. Um more like a, he Yeah, more of a human being, like an actual person with thoughts and feelings and emotions. And that helped um that helped a little bit of more of being, seeing seeing
0: the future.
1: Yeah, but like when he's crying, when he's just is really upset, to be like well, well this is a this is an infant who is just trying to express something. Like he's a know, person with
0: his own thoughts, thoughts and emotions, and, emotions yeah. and yeah. So
1: it, it definitely like um, gave that perspective, which helped me with some, um, you know, patience and, and stuff like that, and less frustration. But now, what I am seeing, his personality comes out. Come out, and he is like, "No, I don't want to do that because I want to do what I want to do." And he's yelling, "And uh, do
0: you think he's like yeah, you or
1: me?" Uh, I mean, it's too early to tell. He definitely is very stubborn, but like I can be pretty stubborn.
0: You can be pretty stubborn, but um, I also can be. You can but you are more of a stubborn. quiet stubborn, which I would is Balda.
1: I would say he probably is more of you. I- so, like he, uh, yeah, I would say he's like you as far as the. Um the the biggest thing I would see you in is he's very, very frustrated with his inability to communicate mm-hmm. his thoughts. And, and he'll feelings. yell over
0: us to try to communicate he, to us. Where Alda would always get like overwhelmed if we're all like yelling and talking he, loudly. He
1: wants to be heard, he wants what he wants, and he's gonna make it known.
0: So that being said, yeah. do you feel like you bonded with him quicker than Alda, or you kind of felt like on the same trajectory. I like you're starting to bond with him now that he's like playing more and things like that.
1: Well, I I definitely have. It's, it's been different. Like as a baby, I think I, I had more patience. I I was more happier to do the work of Mm -hmm. raising an infant. Um, you know I, I had I had already shifted my whole lifestyle around mm-hmm. to having kids, and so that wasn't a fresh wound, I guess of like
0: mm-hmm. I'm losing I out have on to watch this time. kid.
1: I can't just go sleep in every day on mm-hmm. the weekend or something like that like um, and like
0: I said, we were pretty young when we had kids too, and so some of that comes with that of like our friends weren't doing that. Yet,
1: mm-hmm. you know, like so,
0: weren't having to change their lifestyles and work around kids' schedules and all that stuff. Yeah. Where we definitely now, with our second kid, most of our friends have kids and are also mm-hmm. in that same mindset where it's a little bit more adaptable.
1: So, as a baby, I was like, okay, I'm ready mm-hmm. to rock. Like, I'm gonna hold the baby, I'll, I'll stay up late, uh, like, I'll take this shift, and like, that's gonna be my time, I'm gonna love it, and I'm gonna hold the baby. But mm-hmm. the one of the harder things was, I was projecting on alda or like with my experience with alda she loved being held then desi after Mm -hmm. a few weeks uh like six to eight weeks or something Mm -hmm. he was not really like he wanted to switch to laying down Like Mm -hmm. he didn't want to be held he would just be always uncomfortable and unsettled Mm -hmm. and that was something I didn't want. Like I really wanted that relationship with him mm-hmm. as well. I love it. Cause
0: that was your one bonding. Point
1: yeah. Like all I, that. And yeah. even, even my nephew now we have a, a eight week old nephew. Mm-hmm. I love holding him. I'll steal him from Heidi. Anytime I, or, you know, anytime I get, I'll just go in mm-hmm. the other room and just hold them. And like, you know, I, I really That's like one now. thing you can yeah. do. You're yeah. like,
0: yeah, I can like snuggle them and hold them while they sleep and let you get a little bit longer so, of a break and stuff. Yeah. So
1: I was more like, I wanted that with Desmond and he just didn't want that. So it, I think that was the start of, I, you are not the same person and you have your own thoughts and feelings and personality. And his personality is now coming out more of like, okay, this is a, this is a harder personality for me to handle and navigate and struggle. And i haven't learned all the techniques and all the, <laughs> uh, I don't have the experience with Desmond that it do with all the, um, so it's, you know, it's back to being hard again of, uh, you know, he's just very stubborn. And I'm trying to,
0: figure out your guys kind of special
1: yeah. bond
0: or like what you guys yeah i'm still kind of the, i'm waiting
1: for that like that bonding event or like not an event but like a shift in our mm-hmm. relationship and so because that uh, definitely came
0: with Alda, with like i think her imaginative play and you guys mm-hmm. really connecting over that and yeah. doing that together And I think that's also what's, like, such a farce about when people are, like – or, like, dads are, like, oh, I really want my, like, boy or whatever is that I think that different kids bond with different parents based on personalities, like, and how they mesh. Like, sometimes you just mesh more – not, like, that you have a favorite kid at all, but there's, like, certain kids that you have more similar, like, interests to and, like – you know, things like that and your personalities mesh really well. And it's not that you love one kid more than the other, but it's just like different relationships and that can be a, like a girl or a boy. And I think definitely after you bonding with Alda so much, like when we, when I was pregnant and we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl yet, you definitely were like, Oh, I'm fine. If it's another girl. Cause you already had had that, like, you know, Oh, I feel bonded. Mm-hmm with my daughter that I don't care if I have
1: yeah I I definitely didn't feel a need for a boy um Mm -hmm. after I yeah I I would have told you I wanted a boy before I had any kids Mm -hmm. first but um after having all the I didn't feel the need to have a boy um Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, it's, it does come down to just their personality and differences in personality and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and, like,
0: their interests. And, and things yeah,
1: like, and I, yeah. I love them both. But Aldo is much easier to put to bed, oh. so I'd rather put her to bed.
0: So. <laughs> I'm sure Desi will get there. Yeah. He's, still, he's still nursing and stuff, too. But, yeah, but I just wanted to have this conversation because, you know, I think we definitely found – you know, I think when we, f- when you first had this experience with our first baby and it like, took a while for you to feel like you really bonded with her to like the strength of like, mm-hmm. that I felt bonded to our kids kind of like initially, you felt like kind of insecure about that when you first mm-hmm. had our first baby, but then through our friends having kids and all of that you de- we definitely like realized that that was like a pretty common experience that like partners had like the person who didn't give birth had with their kids and so we just kind of wanted to have that conversation
1: yeah the, the biggest thing that i understand now or the perspective that i bring when somebody's talking about i'm struggling with my you know infant right now is like people enjoy different stages of childhood and some people really love that infant baby stage some people really love that toddler um you know like crawling getting to walk stage Mm -hmm. some people just really love the um talking and conversation like you know um the questions phase.
0: Well, yeah, um, I definitely think you're like a kid stage person.
1: Yes, I, I would say I'm, I'm a, I'm an infant, and a. a like kid first stage.
0: six weeks. Yeah, first I- six. Like I really,
1: I really do love that. the first, like I love paternity that that length. Mm-hmm. The two weeks. The first
0: couple weeks when you're like, in that like newborn bubble, it's just
1: yeah, like. You know, it's new, war bubbles. People are still taking care of you, like helping out and stuff like that. bring you uh,
0: meals, yeah, doting like it's, over. It's new, experience. it's fun, it's yeah.
1: exciting. It gets into, you know, okay. Uh,
0: you run on adrenaline the first like two sure. or three weeks, and then it all of a sudden is like people start bringing you meals, everybody leaves and stops visiting mm-hmm. you, and it's like, yeah. and you're going back to work, and like everything sure. drops. But yeah, those first couple uh, weeks are fun.
1: But, and then, yeah, kid, uh, probably three to um
0: preschooler
1: yeah like well which three, we have an experience to, we'll past we'll see. See. yeah we have been yeah. experience but like around yeah. like two and a half three, three mm-hmm. uh, that, that's probably when i start to um really get to uh use my strengths in the mm-hmm. arsenal of being a parent and so that's when it's easier for me and I I enjoy that a lot more.
0: Yeah, and I think we see just like so much pressure especially like with social media. And you see everybody's like highlight reels. You see the dads like crying holding their newborn for the first time and like all those things where a lot of I know your friends were like why don't I feel that way or mm-hmm. something like towards my baby. And so just like opening up the conversation about how there are moms that don't feel that way right at birth. There are dads who don't feel that way right at birth. There are like different reactions and you can, you can hate different stages of your kid's life or like different parts of it, but still love your child. Like you can not enjoy different phases. Um, and it take time for you to like get that relationship with them and everything and still like love your child and be a great dad because Personally, I think you're a really, really great dad. It's one of the best things about you. Well, thank you. To me. So just so everybody knows so people don't listen to this and be like, oh, he's just not a good dad because he doesn't bond with his kids right away or anything like that. That's kind of the opposite point of this conversation. Of, <laughs> I think you're a great dad. And so I want to kind mm. of like talk about how even amazing dads who pull their weight and are you know so good with their kids and everything like that can sometimes take a while to like gain that relationship with their children.
1: And well, thank you. I mean, you're obviously an amazing mom who did way more work than I did, but uh, well, that's not the, the point tables of tables will statement. turn
0: one day, don't uh. <laughs>
1: worry.
0: <laughs> I have it all planned. All the trips I'm going to go on once both my kids are weaned. So <laughs> right. yep. don't worry, you'll pay your part one day. <laughs> um, but, and even like as a doula, I see, I see the there's so many varying experiences of good dads who are excited to become dads and stuff, having all different reactions mm-hmm. to like real fatherhood and yeah. things. And so mm-hmm. I think it's just important to like talk about and be honest with people about so that people don't feel like they're like crazy or not a good parent or anything like that. If they have like a different experience and maybe the mm-hmm. highlight reels that they're seeing from other people. So yeah. Well, thank you so much for, being willing to join us and be vulnerable.
1: Thank you for allowing me to be the first person to represent a male perspective on your podcast.
0: Yeah, no problem. You're our first guest ever. Oh, wow. Yeah. So congratulations. (laughs)
1: Thank
0: you. Well, thanks for being here and we'll see you guys next week. Well, Joe won't be here, but I'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on Moms in the Middle. If you like this episode, make sure to leave us a review and hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts in order to receive notifications on new episodes. If you want to follow us on social media, check out our show notes for links to our profiles. Have a great week and we'll catch you in the middle next time.